ABF Creative. The following podcast contains emotional and graphic descriptions of death by gun violence and is not intended for children to listen to without parental consent. Taekwon Rogers. A young Newark man killed by gunfire in the city Monday is the third of three brothers to have been killed by gun violence. Mayor Raz Baraka addressed the city council as part of a larger discussion on public safety reform. This morning, I had to cancel a few meetings because I had to go to a resident's home who I've known for a very, very long time. As she cried on the floor, she lost the third of her sons all to gun violence uh, in the city over a period of time and she lost the third one uh, last night on 11th street and 11th avenue it was heartbreaking for me uh, for uh, she worked with me at central for some time and her son is one of her sons who passed the first time is like a son to me uh, so uh, it was very difficult um, this morning but you know we desperately need to do something different about what's happening in the city and I just hopefully that we all can take uh, you know public safety in the city uh, make that our number one priority the rules in my house was like you couldn't hang outside couldn't stay the night over anybody else's house. More so, you had to be respectful. You had to do what you have to do in school. That was number one. I was just an old school parent, that's all, because I had that instilled in myself coming up. So, you know, I instilled some of those values inside my children. I just wanted to, to impact my motherly love into them. Anthony and Antoine's father was involved in their life. Anthony and Antoine's father was also in the streets and he was in a gang. I didn't allow my children to intertwine with him only because he wasn't a good role model for them. Not that he didn't love them or anything like that. That's just not what I wanted for my children. When I did decide to allow them to spend time with him and stuff like that, he introduced them into a lifestyle that he shouldn't have. When they were coming up, I kept them involved in activities. When they came up, they were playing pop on the football. Antoine also played basketball for the Zoo Crew basketball organization. That was Antoine's gift, basketball. The other two, they really didn't have a gift, but they just did it. Especially coming up, if I asked them, like Taquan could play football, but I don't think it was a gift for him to play. Antoine wasn't timid or shy, but he was very laid back. Taquan was laid back, but he would deal with you. Anthony more so, I don't know, he didn't deal with everybody. But if he did deal with you, he's very loyal. He'll give you the shirt off his back, very respectful. But you know, he had a street life. When I say that my boys 
were not angels. I mean they weren't angels. I'm their mother. I'm not going to tell you that they walked on a straight and narrow path every day because I would be telling a lie. But when it came to me coming, they knew that they were going to get in trouble. They knew that something was going to happen or they were going to be reprimanded because that mother's coming. It wasn't, oh, your mother coming. Oh, well, she didn't know. It was never any of that, ever. Because I always instilled in them, I'm your mother. You get in trouble, you're gonna wear it, how they say it. You're gonna wear that one. One thing about my oldest son, he never involved his family in anything he did, ever. He would not put us in any type of jeopardy, any harm, anything. And he always made sure his brothers and his sisters were okay. He was the big brother. But by that time, he was grown. Neither one of his brothers ever followed behind him. Everybody had their own personality. There's one thing I can say about each and every one of those boys, because that's what we're basically talking about. Everybody had their own personality. Nobody was a follower. I can start with Taekwon, and he's the youngest, but Taekwon changed so much because he didn't want to get killed that way. Dad then took both of his brothers. You know, Taekwon was one of my first children to ever go to college. I know he didn't graduate. But during the time that Taekwon got killed, they could look back. Taekwon went back to Essex County College about a week before that to re-register to go back to school. Antoine basically, when it happened to his older brother, he wanted to make sure his little brother was okay. Make sure everybody was okay. Antoine wasn't into the streets like that. For that to happen to him, like I said, it's like a wolf cry from a parent because you would never believe because the story is so cliche. For three boys to get killed, you know, stuff like that, just nothing happened. He, he didn't do anything. They killed my son just to be killing him. The same group of people killed the same three boys. And Anthony, Anthony had a change in him from the streets only because he fell in love with a little boy that he just grew to love as his own, as his own kid. And this little boy changed him so much. Oh, it changed him so much. He had started taking him out places, stuff like that. Starting to get in touch with feeling how it feels to be a dad. And that, that really changed him. Like he said a couple of times, like, I'm just tired of this. Every time I turn around, somebody calling me, and then he'll take the baby to Bullcraft or Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. So I did see a change in Anthony. Their father contributed to Anthony and Antoine being that. And I'm saying being that way, you would have never known that they were in the game if they wouldn't have told you. You wouldn't have known because they didn't run around gang banging. It was just something that they were brought into. My father's in this gang, you know, this is what we're going to represent and that's it. It's not like you're going around with all these red flags on it. It wasn't like that. You couldn't even tell. This is why I got so disgusted and so annoyed with their father because this one black woman had those boys good and here you come.
I just wish they would have lived. That's my hopes. My hopes, my hopes was I see my kids do something with their lives. I just wish they would have lived longer than 21 years of age, 20 years of age, because those two oldest young men passed away six months apiece, six months apiece. And that last young man thought he was going to see the age of 21 because he just stood in my room and told me that uh, like about a couple of days before that. And then it turned around and happened to him three days after Christmas. It's sickening and it's annoying. And I don't, I don't look forward to being rewarded. No amount of money can ever, ever, ever mend my broken heart. I just wanted somebody to do what I thought was best as far as looking into their cases the right way, stuff like that. Nobody like gave a damn. I had somebody, but how could I put the world on top of this man's shoulders when he's running a whole city? And which is that mayor. That man, Mayor Raz Baraka, that's of this city of Newark, where we all grew up from. I can't take all that weight and put it on that man's shoulder because he didn't order a gun. He didn't put a gun in anybody's hand and tell them on May the 31st, you go shoot this young man because he loved them. On February the 24th, six months later, I want you to go kill his brother because he loved them. Now, 2012 all the way up to 2015, December the 28th, go kill their last little brother because he loved them. So no, no. I'm not saying he's the only person that gave a darn, but he was one of, you get what I'm saying? That tribe, but what could he do? First of all, my son was in a gang. My son was in a gang. My son's name was Ransom. My son's name was bigger than how he was. The cops will tell you that. But at the end of the day, they just knew because of the lifestyle my son had, oh, he had just got killed for that. And it wasn't like that. And it's so crazy because they know what happened to my son. Some cops know exactly what happened to my son. And some cops literally tried to save his life from that. But how would you want this parent to just up and leave where I'm born and bred from just to go somewhere with nothing? Where am I going down south to? And I have nothing and I have nobody. Yeah, I could go down there and start looking for something, but how? I worked on a per diem job for almost 17, 18 years with the Board of Education. I had no money saved up like that. So what, what was I going to do? You know, it was, it was said in a newspaper article, Ms. Rogers could have prevented her sons from being killed. For you to say, oh, she could have prevented that, that was really a slap in the face, because how was I to prevent that? Well, I'm at my job, Central High School. At the time, Mayor Baraka was the principal there. So we're all sitting inside of our office and they had the police scanner on. A drugstore was being robbed on Spruce Street. And what it said was, I remember it so clearly, 
all available units down to high and spruce. They were robbing a drugstore. I said, you know what's so crazy? We sitting here listening this, to this police scanner. It's other people that's doing the same thing. I said, so now they know all the police going down that way. Something happened. Ain't no police gonna get there at all. So about 3.30, get it, got up. I'm walking towards the front door. I'm about to leave. A young lady came. I seen her talking on her phone and then she looked directly at me. And when she looked at me, she was just jumping up and down. And I was just like, what's wrong with you? And she just was like, oh my God, auntie, oh my God, auntie, auntie, auntie. And I'm like, what? I said, don't tell me, tell OB, which was Mayor Baraka's brother. He worked at the school also with us. And so she told him. And so he just looked at me and he was like, we gotta go to the hospital. So as we got to the hospital, they was telling me what was going on with him. They said they had to hurry up and get him upstairs to surgery. They had shot him five times in his car. His friend that was in his car with him set him up. And he got a call on his phone. He pulled over. And by the time he pulled over, his friend in the car said he just looked through the rearview mirror and was just like, oh. And when he said, oh, by that time, all the shots just rang out. But only his side of the car got shot up. Anyway, he gets to the hospital. Um, they tell him what's going on. He got shot five times. One bullet went here behind his ear and it broke off. All of those weeks that I endured in that hospital, that same man that they called the mayor was there every day. That's because he was my friend. He was like family. Not only that, I had a couple of other people. It was so many people there, but he stayed. I had so many cops there that came not because they were coming to check on a crime scene, but to put their guns and badges and stuff down because they knew that kid. They knew this mother. That same mayor helped me make the decision to take my son off life support because that was my son. Because he loved my son. And when I say my son loved him, my son adored that man. And, you know, it's so crazy because June the 21st, they kept telling, well, they didn't keep telling me, but June the 21st at 10.30 in the morning, the doctor said it. He said, Anthony doesn't have any brain activity. And I said, well, you know, I told you if his brain stopped that I was taking him off the respirator. So I turned and looked at Mr. Baraka and I said, well, do you think you know, this is what's really going on. And, you know, I asked a couple of the people that was there, you know, just the support system, because I had a good little support system. He said, yes, son. And, you know, that's that day, that day I'll never, ever forget. I walked behind that bed and I unplugged that machine. That's the worst feeling in the 
world for any parent. And, you know, it plays so many mind games with you and everything because it's like you brought your child into the world, but you're the same person that brought him out of here. That's how Anthony died June the 21st when he got shot May the 31st. so crazy because I called Antoine that day and I said to him, I said, hey, what's going on? I said, you okay? He was like, yeah, mom, I'm all right. He was just like, I'm a little stressed out. And I just was like, you're going to be all right because we never lost nobody like that. We've been around things like that, but we just never had to deal with it. At that time, he was staying the night at his girlfriend's house in Broadway. So I said to him, I said, I want to see you. I said, I haven't seen you in like two days. I said, I want to see you. He was like, okay. He said, I'm going to meet you on Bedford Street, which was a block in the community where we grew up at. And I said, okay. I said, I'll meet you over there. As we talking, I heard somebody calling him, but I heard Somebody walked by and say to him, they said, no, no, don't go over there. And I heard him say, you don't got to worry about it. I ain't going over there. I'm about to get from down here. I ain't about to go over there. Next thing you know, the call dropped. I don't know what happened. I was at my girlfriend's house. I put the phone on the bed. I instantly stood up. Next thing you know, not even five minutes later, like two to five minutes later, my phone rung. His phone. So I'm like, no. But at that point, somebody's screaming in the phone. And they like, Sonia, Sonia, Sonia. And I'm like, what? What's going on? I'm like, where's Nunu? They like, Nunu laying right here. He just got shot. I'm like, what? Where is he? They like, he laying right here. So by that point, I freaked. My girlfriend was with me. She said, well, anybody call an ambulance? Like, you know, anybody call an ambulance for me? So they said the ambulance on his way. This guy called my brother. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he rode in the ambulance with him. But however it may went, I didn't have a lot of time with Antoine as I did with Anthony because Antoine died instantly. And it hurts me so bad about all three of them. But it really hurts me so bad about Antoine too, because Antoine was already stressed out over losing his brother. So for me to know that my son only got shot one time, right in his shoulder or something other like that. And he just, my baby was scared. He was scared. Just left out the house. Just walked out the door. Just walked out the door. Not even 20 minutes after he left out the door. They came to my house. 
Sonia. They said Kwani Man just got shot. I'm like, what? And they like, yeah. I don't know you gotta hurry up and get to the hospital though. They say he got shot in his head. I stood there because I already knew that you was not coming to tell this lady this for the third time and this shit wasn't true. And it's so crazy because at first I fell to my knees, but then I just picked myself up because now there's your baby in there. You can't fall apart and do all this other stuff because there's your baby in there. Now you got to put your big girl drawers on and go do what you got to do. Because now you got to go identify this boy. I can't leave him there like that. That's my baby. The hardest thing in the world is to keep pushing when you don't want to. That scenario right there, three days after Christmas, right before the new year, it was just, it was just so heart-wrenching, so heartbreaking. Nothing will ever be the same for me, ever. My boys will never see their kids ever again. My son never seen his daughter, ever. She's never met her father. And it hurts me because she looks identical just like him. And it was at a, it was at a point in time when I couldn't even be around this little girl because all I did was cry. So I had to pull myself together, which is very unfair because I didn't want to. I never mourned over my children yet. I still haven't grieved over them. I'm hurt, but mourning and grieving I haven't done at all. And that's the scary part about it because I've never done it. I didn't have time. Just because this happened to me doesn't mean that people care. And honestly and truthfully, this is technically old to some people. And it's like, she's still talking about this? But these are my children and it's not old to me. And it's never gonna be old to me. It's always gonna be like yesterday for me. When Christmas comes, it's always just like it just happened. My New Year's, all of that. I don't feel like any place is safe. We gotta stop putting up with it. You can't allow it. I did not allow Anthony to come in my house with guns and stuff like that and just, okay, go put him over there. No, what the f are you doing? What the are you doing? Like you have to keep speaking. You can't make it comfortable. You can't make it comfortable. You can't sit around and indulge in a conversation with your child about not liking somebody. You can't do that because this is what's going on now because my mother don't like you. My aunt and them don't like you. So now this is what's going on. And it starts from little. These kids in school now, these kids now, will see the kids that did something to their cousins, their uncles, their fathers, stuff like that. This is how it starts. And then teach your child not to be jealous of somebody. Don't be jealous because 
these kids got parents over here and these kids over here don't. I'm not telling you to tell your child, somebody hit you, you better not hit them back. No, I'm not telling you that. But also teach them that it's a better way if you don't have to hit them back. I haven't been able to move forward with them as a family because my daughter, my oldest daughter left. This tore her up so bad, she left and moved to North Carolina. My other daughter, she's so stressed out and depressed too, it's not even funny. All she wanna do is just go to work, do something with her kids whenever she can and go in her room and lay on her bed. And I started seeing it and I'm just like, wow. These people are really like, oh wow, they messed up. And it makes me feel like it is my fault because maybe I should have got help, but who gonna help us? Who can help us? Who can honestly help us? But the man upstairs, that's it. Who can help us? If somebody can help us, please do it. Please do it. I want, I want to put this somewhere. Somebody needs to see this type of pain or what it is for a parent to go through. Somebody needs to put this out somewhere like that. We go through a lot here in this city. We go through a lot. It's a lot of parents out here that lost their children and you'll never know about it. That's not right. See how they feel. You put everything else somewhere. We somebody over here in Newark, New Jersey too. We love our children too. We somebody over here too. For some people, these responses can be overpowering. If you feel the need to talk to someone, support is available. You can call the National Distress Helpline at 1-800-985-5990, which is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year.